Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce. Joe, we're a week away from the start of the Flyers regular season. Training camp is over. The preseason is over. The Flyers are starting to cut down that roster right to the, you know, the max of 23 or right below it. So we're getting there. We're about to get serious game action. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Big news the other day, Joe, was Cam York being among the cuts. He is headed to Lehigh Valley to play for the Phantoms right now. He did not make the season opening roster. A lot of people thought the top prospect would and that he would be among the three defensive pairs. Joe, your overall impressions of the, de- the decision to cut York, do you like it? Do you not like it? And why? Well, a couple things. And, you know, we, you and I did over the summer, we did these roster projections and line projections and, you know, we were all in agreement with the defense that, that it was pretty much set that he was on that third pair, uh, likely with Justin Braun. I think both of us had Braun and he as the, the third pair. But, you know, th- things happen. And the thing is, if you're embracing John Tortorella's coaching style, I, I feel like you almost have to embrace this move because this move is made because of John Tortorella's coaching style. He said it the other day, and quite frankly, he's way more honest than a lot of coaches would be, that he didn't see the mental part of his game there. And to me, one, you rarely hear a coach be that honest about why a guy's being sent down. But he was also very clear that Cam York is a big part of this team. Um, So I did find it interesting that he put that out there, that mentally he's not ready to play at this level right now um, because we've seen him play at this level. And I think we've seen him play at this level – pretty well but our version of pretty well last year's version of pretty well is not the version of pretty well clearly that John Tortorella is looking for and I think that's the biggest takeaway here is um one John Tortorella did it two he told you exactly why he did it and then he said it wasn't part of his it wasn't a physical part of his game and I find that very interesting and for the job we do, it's refreshing because it's honest. And when you get honesty, that means you get stories and you get things to talk about like we're doing right now. Yeah. And um, But from the player's perspective, it's probably hard to not be discouraged by this. Uh, I'm guessing Cam York expected to play a full season in the NHL. Um, and now he's not. And – You know, regardless, you can say whatever you want, but regardless, you probably have to think it's a little bit discouraging. Now, again, I will go back to what Cam Atkinson told us on this podcast, what Scott Hartnell told us on this podcast, and what Scott has reiterated to me several times working with him for a number of years now, that he wishes that he had John Tortorello when he was a younger player. Maybe this is why. Maybe this will be the learning experience. Maybe this will be the launch pad for Cam York's career. We don't know. But I, I don't think you can be all in favor of Tortorella's coaching style and not be 
and and be up in arms about this move because this move is every bit of what John Tortorella is and every bit of why the Flyers hired him. So we'll see we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, part of me thinks maybe this is John Tortorella making an example of Cam York in the sense that nothing nothing is given. Everything has to be earned. It doesn't matter if you're a first-round pick or a seventh-round pick. It doesn't matter if you make $7 million or you make league minimum. You have to earn everything. You have to play the way we want to play. So part of me thinks maybe Cam York is a good way to be an example of that. Let's send, let's send down this top prospect, make him earn his way back here. We're going to challenge him, and if he doesn't answer the challenge, you know, we show everyone what happens. But I just don't love the move because a lot of what the Flyers have been preaching, when, when they're trying to tell people, hey, a reason why you should watch us this season is because we're going to look at our kids, and we're going to, we're going to play this kid, and we're going to see what we have in our youth. And Kim York headlines that. He's, their, he's this regime's first ever draft pick. He helps the Flyers in ways that they need help in terms of exiting the defensive zone, getting the puck up ice, helping the power play, and and then you cut him. You don't even have him make the final round of cuts. I don't think he had a bad camp. I don't think he had a great camp. But did Nick Sealer, Kevin Knowlton, did Igor Zamula, did Ronnie Adder, did they seriously outplay Cam York to the point where he should, they should be here and he shouldn't? And the, the one other thing I'll say is, there's conflicting messages, too, in terms of what they want with Cam York. Ian LaPerriere, the coach he's going to have now down in Lehigh Valley, said about two weeks ago that management and the, and the big boss, John Torrell, they want to see him make the simple play. Don't try to do too much. Make that first read, hit that first read, and get the puck on the ice. But then Tortorella on Wednesday said they want to see him take that puck and go, uh, be aggressive, attack the game, get us up the ice, don't just slap the puck away. So I just I see conflicting messages about what they want with Cam York. And to me, the worst thing you can do is confuse a kid, confuse him and make him think too much. Well, what do they want from me? Do they want me to be this flashy player and show offense? Or do they want me to kind of make that steady first that first read and and just be solid? And to me, they're just kind of pulling the kid in different directions. And that's where I'm a little concerned because I think he's an awfully important player, Joe. So on the mis- mixed messages storyline, I-, I do agree with you. I do think there's this idea that Cam York represents all the kids, which yeah. is not exactly accurate. Here's the issue I have. Nick Sealer is now projected to be the, the defenseman. If that was Ronnie Adderd, I'd be like, okay, you know, that's he's a kid. That's a guy to look at. I think we all know what Nick Sealer is. He He's not a bad player. He's not a great player. He kind of is what he is, but I don't. I think Nick Sealer has already reached his game. Like what his ceiling of his game is, I believe it's already he's already there. Guys like Kevin Connaughton, they've already reached the ceiling of what they are as a player. I would like to see somebody in there that they don't believe has reached their ceiling, like a Ronnie Adder. I mean. To me, when I saw the York news, I'm like, okay, then Adderd must be. And then I see it's Sealer. And I'm like, okay, that's where, to me, the mixed message is. Is it If it's Adderd over York, that's one thing. But to me, Sealer over York, that's like, um, a, like a stopgap almost. Um, Sealer, to me, is your last defenseman, if not your seventh. And he's been forced into more than that in the last couple of years, but 
you know, he's a nice player. He plays with energy. Um, but if you would have asked Nick Sealer heading into camp, I'm pretty sure he would have said Cam York or Ronnie Adder would have been in that spot over him. And that's to me where I, I, I see the mixed messages. It's not necessarily just about York. It's about the person that's projected now to be in his place is not a kid. Right. So that to me is more of the mixed message. Agreed. And I like Nick Sealer. He's a really good guy. I think he's a really good seventh defenseman. He works hard. I had nothing wrong with Nick Sealer, but you do have to think, okay, this is a transitional year. Cam York is our future. This is a guy that could be here for a decade. He could be a top pair defenseman. He could be maybe a third or fourth. Like he can help us on our power play. Like this kid's the future. And to be completely honest, Nick Sealer and Kevin Connaughton are not. They're right now, they're pieces right now. And Chuck Fletcher at the end of last season said, Cam York has a, a bright future in this league because he does things we need exactly on our back end. And did he really regress that that badly that he shouldn't make your opening night lineup? So, I, you know, if they want to push Cam York, I'm, I'm okay with it. I thought he could have been pushed up here. I thought he could have made your team. Maybe he could have sat a game or two here and there, and you can push him that way. But I thought he could have been in your lineup and you could challenge him and push him and, and make him better here rather than in Lehigh Valley. I just hope the messages are clear to Cam York on what they're looking for him for from him. Because if he's going down the Lehigh Valley and he's confused and he's not sure what they want, I just think that's a really bad thing because he's 21 and you don't want to mess with the kid's confidence. You want to make sure he's on the same page because uh, we've seen prospects sometimes go down the Lehigh Valley and they don't exactly know where like what the message is i just want to make sure they're clear with them because he's he's a really important guy yeah a lot of young guys minds are fragile right and they're right. they're easily influenced and you don't like you you don't want to have any of that going on um and the stories we've heard about tortorella making examples of them scott told us one cam told us one scott told us the one about cam because he was on that team but cam was on the roster Cam was the leading goal scorer on the roster. That's a guy that – that's a true – I'm going to make an example of this guy and show you that it doesn't matter if you're the seventh defenseman or the leading goal scorer on the team. If you don't do things the way we do things as a team, you're going to get benched. Um, that is making an example. This, if you're making if, – if the goal is to make an example, I'm not sure, like you said, that this is um, – a direct way to send a message necessarily to the rest of the team. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like you said, let's be honest, there is a, um, there is a optics look to this yeah. and fans are looking for reasons to watch this team. Who am I paying attention to? Who are my guys for the future? And now one of them's not there to start the season that's it's a tough sell to a fan base that I will say is um, um, teetering, yeah. if not on the other side of teetering already. I agree. Uh, they're, they're in a real fight with their fans in terms of trying to get them to come to the arena and watch games, uh, reasons to be excited about this team. And it seems like they didn't really care about the optics of this and, you don't always have to. Uh, sometimes you need and to. John make- Tortorella is known for not caring about the optics. So, again, 
this is not a – when you look at the move and you look at the coach, you can't be like, I can't believe he did this because this is what he does. Right. But the optics and when you factor all the other things in, the fans, the buzz around the team or lack thereof, um, kind of the recent history of this team, that's where things start to break down a little bit for me. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how Cam York reacts to it. I think he's going to go down to Lehigh Valley and play in every single situation. He's going to play monstrous minutes. And uh, and we'll see how his game develops, and we'll see how quickly he can get himself back up here. As we all know, injuries happen, especially on defense, where guys are playing a lot of minutes. They're playing a physical uh, position. So we'll see uh, what's next for Cam York. But right now, York to Lehigh Valley, and the Flyers move forward uh, as they get closer to the regular season. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop in the Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. Well, Joe, let's not act like the Flyers aren't playing kids. They are going to be playing some younger players. They have some guys up front that are certainly, I think, going to get a look. Any young players or any roster hopefuls that have really caught your eye and you think should absolutely be in that season opening lineup? Well, I'm going to say Tanner Lazinski. I mean, I think we've seen what this guy can do in minor league highlights. I mean, we've seen him have some highlight real moments in the minor leagues. We saw him score a nice goal the other night in the preseason finale. And, um, you know, I don't know that he's getting a look early, but I think he's one of, if he's not there for opening night, I think he's one of the first guys when somebody's needed. And I think the Flyers have a few guys that are right on the brink of being given a chance to show what they have in the NHL. And this team, quite frankly, is a perfect roster to have a bunch of guys on the brink because I don't think between the last group of forwards that are making the team and the first group of forwards that would be up, I don't think there's that much distance between the two. Um, We've talked about this. This is not a deep team, particularly now with the injuries. It's not a deep team. So I think there's – guys that are right on the cusp of being given a chance. And again, like I said, I don't think the gap between the last guys on the roster and the first guys off the roster is that big. So I think Lazinski's one of those guys that's right there on the brink and, I, you know, wouldn't be surprised if we see him sooner rather than later. Yeah, and he's a guy they really want to figure out kind of who he is. He's 25. He was a four-year college guy. He's battled – Various injuries, uh, a lot of them to his hip and core muscle area. And he's yes, kind of like the time is now, right? You have to yep. – a guy gets to 25, that's not really young anymore. So you need to – I'm not saying it's not young in life. It's not young in this game. Right. And you kind of need to know by, you know, 26, 27 what you're getting because the guy's either going to make it or he's not going to make it. And this is kind of right around that age where you figure that out. And when we asked John Tortorella about Tanner Lazinski, he has some nice things to say to him, but he'll also point out, look at our center ice position. Look at the injuries. We need help there. He'll mention Sean Couturier and Patrick Brown being out. Uh, those are two centers that you maybe saw. In, no, well, obviously, you definitely saw Sean Couturier in the season opening lineup if he was healthy. And Patrick Brown was the uh, guy that was probably pegged to be your 4C. Both those guys are out of the lineup. So Tanner Lazinski definitely has the window there to jump in there, and he had a nice finish to the preseason. Definitely a guy that I think could be their 4C. Joe, for me, I really like Noah Cates. I just don't think he's done anything to dissuade or uh, make me think that he's not an NHL player. He can play up and down the lineup. 
He plays well with different players. They're even looking at him at the center position. Uh, I just think they really like this kid, especially management. And I think John Tortorella has grown to like him now that he's seen him more. I just think he's going to be a guy that's going to be right in that opening night lineup, whether it be a center or at wing. He's a guy that can help the Flyers now. And he's a guy uh, that I think fans should be excited about. Uh, a young player who was a fifth round pick, who's really worked to get to where he is. And just does a lot of the little things right. And I think there's some offensive upside there too. I would definitely think he will be in that opening night lineup, whether it's on the wing or down the middle. Yeah, I mean, we're we're obviously high on him. In fact, I think in our lineup projections, I had him on the second line at one yeah. point um, yeah. as a winger. But to me, it's good when you're seeing a young player and they're already saying, hey, we're going to test you out with the responsibility of playing center. Because center is not just about offense. No. Center is very much about defense. It's almost as much about defense as it is for a defenseman. Um, as we've mentioned with Kevin Hayes in the past, and of course, Sean Couturier's rep reputation is to play the full rink. So for a young player to already be catching eyes enough to test him out of the center position and be given that responsibility, I don't know how you can be anything but high on this guy. And we've seen him up in the NHL level. We've seen him open some eyes. Um, it's when you think about the names you've most frequently heard in this organization, uh, in terms of the guys that are not here yet on a regular basis, Noah Cates is right up there with Cam York in terms of the name you hear talked about the most. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. He, uh, I'm expecting big things. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see if they experiment with him in different places and uh, and how that looks, because the Flyers could certainly use a guy that's versatile to help with the depth of this team who is entering the season struggling with a, uh, a good good amount of injuries. Yeah, injuries down the middle, injuries a bit on the wing. So there's opportunity there for, for kids. Maybe not as much on defense, but definitely at four, there's some opportunity for kids. Joe, do you want Wade Allison in that opening night lineup? I, I think he's going to get a look. Another guy that's an older kid, so to speak, because he played four years in college and he has fault injuries. But boy, I think he, when he's healthy, he looks like a, like a piece, like a guy you really need to get a read on and let him go play. So I was downstairs the other night before the game, the preseason game, um, uh, just doing a little meet and greet with uh, with uh, John Clark and, and John Tortorella. John was going to do a podcast with with John Tortorella the next day, so we wanted to meet him. So. And, and Wade Allison walked by, and I said hello to him. Huge smile on his face, as always. And this is this is a, th a, a thing to me. I, I don't think that kind of stuff can be understated, particularly with a team that has low expectations like this one and is struggling to find an identity. That guy comes out there. He smiles. His teammates love him. He plays with energy. He plays like a little bit of a wrecking ball, which is part of the staying healthy issue that he's had. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean – the whole dynamic of the lineup changes when that guy's in there because of his attitude and the way he plays. So I absolutely want to see him there. And let's not forget, two seasons ago, this guy came on board and he was a factor in every single game he played at the end of the season. It was kind of like, what is Wade going to do tonight? You always know when he's on the ice. You never don't notice him. And none of that is a bad thing, aside from, of course, the injuries. Yeah, I think it was the third or fourth preseason game where Tortorella and his staff thought that all the skating they did kind of wore on guys. Because after the first period, 
everyone kind of fell off and they weren't angry. They just, they realized, Hey, we skated these guys so hard that they're tired. They're tired. Well, incredibly Wade Allison actually got better. He got better as the game went on and he delivered a really good hit on the four check and it created their one and only goal in the game. And that really caught the eye of John Tortorella. He saw a kid that with tired legs, with fatigue, he actually got better. His game went to another level. Uh, so I think he has really caught the eye of the coaching staff, which is all new, of course, for the most part, in terms of Rocky Thompson, Bradshaw, John Tortorella. Uh, so I think he's opened some eyes. And absolutely, Joe, I think you really have to embrace his energy. Uh, you have to want that in your lineup. I think he's a kid that uh, can maybe create some spark, create some enjoyment among the fan base for a guy that uh, is fun to watch. Yeah, it's kind of like almost like if you if you're sh- struggling for the during the day and then and, and you're heading into work and you need to pick me up and you grab a grab a five hour energy, it's almost like he's a five hour energy for the team. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean that might sound like a stupid comparison, but you know, it's like an injection of energy into the team. And you know, what team couldn't use that? Especially if the guy can go out and actually produce goals and things like we've seen him do before. Uh, and stay healthy, I mean, how could you go wrong with that combination? Yeah, that's the unique blend he has. Is he he has probably one of the best shots in the organization, so he can probably help you from a goal-scoring standpoint, but he really runs on that bottom six engine, and uh, you know, coaches love that. So certainly a guy to watch for sure. And we'll be watching a lot more because there's still some cuts to come, and the Flyers are using all this week coming up into next week to be ready for that Thursday Regular season opener against the Devils at the Wells Fargo Center, pre and post game live, of course. And uh, it'll all be produced by our very own Joe Fordace. Joe, thanks so much as always. Great seeing you. Great chatting with you. We'll have more coming up. A big thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru, and Flyers fans, of course, as always. Thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen. And we can't wait to talk to you next time. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.